0: Welcome to Brave Men today. We at the Christian Men's Network are fully committed to building strong men, strong families, and strong churches. And we believe the family is the cornerstone of what God's created. In fact, before God was anything else, he was God in community or in family. And uh, in fact, one of the things we've said with the Global Fatherhood Initiative, which is uh, an outworking of the Christian Men's Network, is that we are a human justice mission focused on defeating fatherlessness and ending child abuse. And so uh, talking to Danny Silk a couple days ago about his books, his ministry, about loving our kids on purpose, it really resonated with me. You are going to love this conversation. Chris, uh, Chris Shields is here, of course, with me as our uh, co-host on this uh, season of uh, Brave Men. But, you know, his stuff on loving our kids on purpose, you know, you don't think about having to tell people to do that.
1: No, you don't.
0: It's like, what do you mean? It's... I'm supposed to love them?
1: Yeah. It's like, (laughs) um... But, see... The funny thing about you pointing that out is it reminds me of something that you always talk about when it comes Mm -hmm. to definitions. And I think how can if you don't know the definition of something, how do you know the purpose of something? Yeah. You know, and one of the biggest things that always stood out to me about loving our kids on purpose by Danny Silk was this scripture, Psalms one twenty seven verse three, where it says, children are God's love gift. They are heaven's generous reward. Mm. Children born to young couple will one day rise to protect and provide for their parents.
0: That says that in there?
1: That's what it says in the Passion Translation. That's fantastic. God wrote that. Wow. And I think if we would learn how to define the kids to people and get and say, it's more than just a reward of having pleasure. Yeah. It's actually something that is setting the transaction of your, the tra- well, I can't even speak the trajectory of your life. But well, you're here to speak. Yeah. That, that's
0: part of your job. So
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're I mean. You're going to have to work on
0: that, bro. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I do know what you mean. And the thing is, is that, you know, in a, in a culture in which, we think abortion is okay, and I don't yes. mean you and us, mm-hmm. but or any right-thinking people. But in general, a culture that that says it's okay to kill seventy million kids or one hundred and fifty million kids worldwide, kill them, that because they're a nuisance, then that same thought life can permeate everything, and and you can begin to look at kids as what a hassle, what a nuisance. What a pain yes. in the butt, you yes. know, that kind of thing, right? Yes. So for Danny Silk to come along, and, and God's given him an amazing uh, platform of influence. And he's out of Bethel, yes. right? Bethel yes. Church, which is where you first came in contact with him. Yes. I'd never met him before uh, until we talked and totally resonated with him. Yes. And uh, and then he moved down with somebody that you knew down to Sacramento. Yeah, yeah Banning right? Lampshire. Yeah, to work with a the church there. Yes. Which is now growth of Bethel Church in Redding, California, yes. where Bill Johnson is a pastor, and Danny Silk was on the senior leadership team for many years and written a number of books. And I guess his most famous one is Keep Keep Your uh, Love On.
1: Yes, Keep Your Love On.
0: Which sounds like a... Uh, A Barry White song.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it does sound like a song. It really does sound like a song. You
0: don't remember who Barry White is. Well, it was uh,
1: quite a few years before my time. But i know. No, come on. Your mom and dad have (laughs) to have played some Barry White. I know who Barry White is. Which is
0: is. when you guys get embarrassed and leave the room. Yes, it's like, okay, it's time to go play video games.
1: (laughs) Or read a book. But... uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, and put your headset on. Yes, yeah, and yeah, act yeah, yeah, like you don't hear anything else. Like you don't yes. hear anything. <laughs> but Keep Your Love On is about connection, communication, boundaries. Uh, really well known book. It's uh, sold hundreds of thousands of copies, yeah. possibly millions, most likely. And so he became very really well known, and now he's delved into the whole family thing. This conversation is really important yes. for every dad, every father. Uh, Really, every family member, right? every every person, every son, every every body,
1: really. I mean, and one of the things that, you Mm. know, what you were touching on, but what Danny touches on is the reality is we live in a society that is built off assumptions, Mm. as if there is no answers. So when you don't know what the answer is, then you just label anything as okay. But the problem is, is God... No center of truth. Yes, no center of truth. God gives us kids... To be a voice, to be an Mm. answer to problems. People are answers to problems. Wait a minute. What did you just say? God gives his kids as an
0: answer? Answer to a problem. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And when you really look at it, I mean, you go throughout all the genealogy of people. Right. There are names mentioned, and you go and you look at those names, and it's like, wow, that was the answer to the issue that they were going through.
0: Well, the book of Matthew is, uh, you know, the genealogy of Christ. Uh, he starts with Abraham, and uh, when you start reading through the genealogy of Jesus, you find some messed up people. Yes, which really speaks of a Savior that came knowing our stuff, exactly, having a story, having some history. This conversation with Danny Silk, I'm, I'm uh, so blessed that Danny was able to be with us on brave men you're going to want to tell somebody about this really you're going to want to uh, sit down if you i know some of you are driving and and working out and doing other things listening to podcasts but you need to sit down with some paper at some point re-listen to it write some notes down this is going to be a great conversation with danny silk talking about loving our kids on purpose today on brave men it's brave men with paul lewis cole wisdom and courage for the journey. I'm talking with Danny Silk. Danny is the uh, president of Loving on Purpose. He and his wife, Sherry, have been, are experts in raising children. They are uh, people who have given their lives. And uh, the, you wrote a book, Danny, called Loving Our Kids on Purpose. And that's kind of where I want to center in. I'm sure there'll be some other stuff, but you said something in this book that I thought was great. You said not, not the only thing you said that was great, but, I, but you said it's, uh, raising teens is like flying a kite on a windy day. Yeah. And then on your bio, it says you've actually had 70 teenagers that you've parented.
1: Tell me yeah. about that.
0: Cause that sounds like Gideon, right? Judges eighth chapter, 70 kids. Yeah, well, we uh, actually they
2: weren't our kids, but uh, they were uh, wards of the court. They were juvenile offenders, and we wow. had lived in we lived in a group home for five years, and we just had kids just come through our world, and uh, we learned. We were young. We were we were some of them. We were barely ten years older than, mm. and um, but it was uh, it was a training. It was a it was an experience for sure.
0: Yeah. Now what, what caused you to do that? What, I mean, how would you as a young married, say, Hey, we're, we're going to go head up this group home and people are going to come through who are totally jacked up. Yeah. How do you make um, that pivot in your life?
2: Uh, you know, I think that it was, it was within a few years of getting saved, you know, and, uh, and, and realizing that I am, really called to pour out my life. That's why, that's, mm. that's what Jesus did for me. That's what I'm, that's why I'm here. And so it was very much a, um, uh, just a following the Lord for you. feel like he's leading you. And that's exactly what we did. So we, uh, we got on a path at that point. That was, that was our entry into ministry. We've been in ministry ever since.
0: Mm. So that was, uh, now you, you know, is, was that 91? Is that when that was? Uh, that would have been 86. 86. Okay, eighty six and ninety one. Yeah, yeah. ninety three. So probably. then, so then, was there was there an empathy? In other words, you get into this thing. I mean, you don't just walk into something like that. Was there an empathy from your own upbringing that said, "Man, I've got to help kids like this"? What was your upbringing like? But
2: yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have attributed it to that uh, exactly. I mean, I was raised by a single mom in a little tiny town. Um, I had you know zero gang related experience or inner city anything I was you
0: know I was uh, a mountain boy but uh,
2: and so was that, in was in,
0: that was in. Uh, to set the context that was in Weaverville California which is Trinity yeah, County. That's Northern California that's, Northern California.
2: Uh, not what people
0: think they think of
2: California they don't think of yeah. weird but uh, that was back when California came out with their lottery And uh, uh, some friends of of ours were sitting around talking and and, uh, they said, what would you do if you won the lottery? I said, oh, I would have a big ranch and I would have kids there that had no place to live and, and no parents. And I would teach them a trade. I was a butcher at the time. I said it would be a cattle ranch and I'd teach them how to cut meat and I'd teach them how to farm and teach them how to, you know, ranch. and." And I said, that's what I would do if I won $5 million or whatever that yeah, number was. Really yeah. talking about. So it was in there. It was in there. And then within a year, we got an offer to move to Reddit in California, and work in this group home agency.
0: Wow. So, so the thing you were talking about was like a prophetic thing inside your heart, man. Absolutely. That's amazing. Now, how did you, how did you end up being a follower of Christ? Where did that happen? Uh, it happened in Weaverville.
2: I you know, I moved there when I was seven years old and I got saved when I was twenty one years old. So, you know, I had plenty of time to, you know, wreck my life. And um, <laughs> and so I was I could, I you know, I, I I I was just surrounded by people. Chris Valatin, um, he's a friend of mine that's uh, part of Bethel Church and the movement of Bethel Church. And I met, I started working with Chris Valton when I was 16 years old. Really? So, yeah. So he was uh, um, a, a real catalyst in me ever hearing the gospel. I'd never even heard it before. And he was, he was just an evangelist, but he drove me crazy. So it took you know, <laughs> five, years, five years of knowing him. And I was uh, like, whoa, dude. But as soon as, as soon as I had that burning in my heart, I went and found him. And I said, how do you go to church? Wow! I said, I said, "How do you go to church?" She goes, "You just come." I said, "Oh, they're going to let me just walk into a church." <laughs>
0: That's funny, man. And and let it be known for the record that Trinity County, and this is back in the '80s, right, late '70s, early '80s, Trinity County was probably the number one growing <laughs> of oh, yeah. uh, uh, hallucinogenic herbs. Uh, in, a, in the United States, perhaps. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah well, um, I was a marketer.
0: Oh, you were marketing marijuana before <laughs> it was slightly legal. Is that right, Danny? Oh, that wasn't and, and then and we're, let, we're we're going to read your book on kids. <laughs> well,
2: I've, I've, uh, I've cleaned up since then. But You've cleaned
0: <laughs> up. So Chris, okay. so you work with Chris, he begins to talk to you and you end up going to this little church pastor by a guy named Bill Johnson. Is that right?
2: That's where I got saved. I uh, prayed wow. the prayer in the front of the church with Bill and Chris.
0: God, that's you know that's a stunning thing. Uh, Weaverville, for those who don't know, it's a small town. Thirty-four hundred is that what you said it was?
2: Yeah, it was. It was. It was. I'm not sure what the present day count is, yeah, but I, it was yeah. 35 when I grew up there.
0: Yes, and, and their claim to fame. Uh, you and I were talking about it off mic. Their claim to fame is they there actually is not one single stoplight in the entire county. Yeah, there's a blinking light in Weaverville
2: a blinking red light. It's a, it's a, it is. A stop. It's a three way stop now, but it, there's no traffic signals.
0: Yeah, I've actually been there. My sister was the uh, assistant district attorney there. And so you get radically saved. I mean, something totally tips over. Now, have you met your wife, Sherry, by then?
2: Uh, we met in elementary school, but we didn't actually ever date until after we had both got saved.
0: Really? Did she accept Christ at the same place?
2: Same place, a month before me.
0: Wow. And then your lives connect. And then there there you are working as a butcher. And it's like, what's the next thing? And God leads you into this. Like, you guys are the parents of a group home where, I mean, 13 and 14-year-old bad people are coming.
2: Yeah, they were they were from another planet, really. I mean, they just had such a different paradigm. And like many of the kids that came into the group home, you know, they're fifteen, 17. seventeen. They're going to go back, and their, their goal really is to go to prison. Like they mm. they have to be validated as men. You know, they have to be validated as uh, members of their community, and they're they're going to prison. Like so wow.
0: How- so all of a sudden you saw you saw the, the lack of validation. You know, I think it was Plato that said most men live unexamined lives. Uh, and, and I think today we don't live unexamined lives because our stuff is everywhere on the internet or whatever. I think we live uninitiated lives. And, and that's what you found in these young men that caused you to, uh, really a lifelong journey now. Of, of here's how we reach that young man. So what's the first thing you do now that you've gone through years of this study and training and uh, dozens, well, hundreds of cases, but dozens and hundreds of hands-on help. What's the first thing I do, you know, as a dad or a mentor to reach a young man who's just, he's a little turned?
2: Um. Well, I I I have another book called Keep Your Love On, and uh, that first the first section of that book is about being powerful, you know, being being essentially self controlled, meaning that I'm not a victim of what's going on around me. I actually have, I always have two choices at least. I always have at least two choices of what I'm going to do: something good or something dumb. You know, I always have choices. So I don't get to blame my life on anybody. I mean, nobody's going to stand before the Lord at the end of time. And the Lord's going to say, so who'd you like to blame your life on? You know, Mm -hmm. it's not going to work like that. You know, I'm going to stand there. And I was powerful because I was free. And because I'm free, I'm responsible. And so that is an internal transformation because most people, but many men have been trained to believe that something out there controls them
0: mm. and
2: they're just living in reaction to whatever
0: so it's fi- finding our center is finding our true identity and of course we know as followers of christ we find our identity in christ mm-hmm. so what you find in, in a young man is is uh particularly an unfathered let's talk about unfathered non-mentored young men um, what's the first thing they need? Is is it just a listening ear, or or is it somebody who actually begins to speak into their life? What what do I do in that case, Danny?
2: I think um, I think there's probably three things that I'm,
0: I'm going for. I'm going
2: for uh, you know I have to answer the question for this young man. Uh, do you like me? Mm. You know, does this guy like me? And uh, because I I I want to be affirmed. I want to be enjoyed. I want to be respected. Um, you know, does this guy have anything that can help me? You know, do does he even know me? Does he, does he have any solutions for me? And mm. do I trust him? You know, will I trust this wow. person? So I think I think I got to answer those three questions in that young man's life before this is going anywhere.
0: So as a mentor, and again, let's talk about, you know, I'm, I'm kind of relating it not necessarily to the parenting experience, but to the experience that a lot of us find ourselves in a church where a lot of single moms are. There's a young man. And the first thing I need to do is actually be engaged. I mean, yeah. I need to ask him how he's doing. And then when he says, yeah, I'm fine. Then I need to ask him again and then be prepared to actually engage.
2: Yeah. I I think that, uh, you know, this kid, he's, he's insecure. He, uh, he, he doesn't, he doesn't belong really to any men. Mm. You know, there's, there's no, uh, there's no real association to men. He might associate with other boys, but he doesn't really associate with a man. And so I am, um, I am sending a signal to this young man that, uh, you know, there's something special about you. Hey, you know, let me see, let me tell you, I noticed some things about you. Hey, I noticed, I noticed that you're a cowboy fan. Hey, I noticed that you like uh, Chevy's. Hey, I noticed that, uh, you like uh, Minecraft, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I noticed that you like uh, whatever, whatever. And, um, you, you know, you, I noticed you.
0: Wow. Wow, and,
2: and I like
0: you. That's huge.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's huge, that's-
0: but it. Man, I just. You know, Danny. You know, I, I got to just got to tell you something right there off the bat. Right there is, uh, it just doesn't sound like it's that difficult if you actually have a heart that loves people, yeah. as the fathers asked us to love people. Yeah, it's uh,
2: it it comes kind of natural when it, when you when you make it doable, you know, like, Hey, I, I, that kid really stood out to me. I don't know what it was. He ran by screaming like a wild Apache, but you know what? I like that kid. He reminds me of somebody.
0: Now, you know, so, so um, the church is an easy target when we say the church, because the church is just a whole collection of people. But, but do you feel like the church in that sense is doing that well for young men? And if we're not, what do we need to do?
2: I, I'm sure that some churches are. I think every church that's intending to is probably doing a pretty good job. I think mm. there's just a lot of places that are intending to do other things. You know, there's just a lot of things to do. So um, some places have some men that have a uh, have a real heart for mentoring and uh, family, you know, orphans, sons yeah. and daughters. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's some, some places have just... Men that are gifted with that that sort of uh, leadership in their community, and then others are you know just focused on other things. I I hate to really pass judgment on a hey, the church because you're right. The church is this massive you know whatever.
0: Hey but man, I, if, I if somebody think, if somebody do all my stuff, I'd be an easy target too. <laughs> <laughs> you know I have a million weaknesses. So uh, let's talk about something else. <laughs> You know, so, uh, okay, now let's talk about parenting then. I mean, you are, uh, you're, you're, you've got a master's in social work, uh, so you not only have an educational background, you actually have a practical hands-on background. And then you were a family pastor on staff at Bethel. Now you're in Sacramento area with Jesus Culture. And uh, so you're a hands-on guy. You've done this stuff. You've helped parents parent. Oh, by the way, give me the website. Just so the guys listening can grab some of this stuff, uh, lovingonpurpose.com. Just the way it sounds, lovingonpurpose.com. Yeah,
2: that's our that's our ministry, and that's 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 our website.
0: And and you have children that are now uh, one or two of them have grown up to help you with this, right?
2: Right. Well, my oldest uh, daughter, Brittany, she's actually taken over the parenting arm, the family arm. Her and her husband are doing, her and Ben are doing the the family arm. We have a relationship, family, leadership uh, focuses. We have an online uh, academy, life academy. So all these resources online that you can go and just, you can run small groups with it. You can study up, you can, you know, present it to your church whatever it's all kinds of uh online stuff so it's yeah uh, it's 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 uh it's just you know it's just you just capture your life and it's and, fantastic uh, and you make it you make it available
1: hey this is chris i want to take a moment right in the middle of this great conversation to let you know the brave men podcast is a production of the christian men's network worldwide and the global fatherhood initiative Christian Men's Network has helped pastors and leaders disciple men for over 40 years. You can find all the resources for mentoring and fatherhood at cmn.men. That's the Christian Men's Network at cmn.men. Christian Men's Network has a YouTube channel with inspirational videos. Click subscribe. There you can find the innovative new study, Monday Night Men. Monday Night Men is a fresh resource for men and pastors. As a pastor, you can follow up the 30-minute study with a digital meetup with your men for prayer, discussion, and teaching. Some churches are using the videos as part of group meetings. As an individual, enlarge, energize, and build a strong mindset. This 13-week study will be on YouTube and Facebook. Get your books and materials at cmn.men. That's the Christian Men's Network at cmn.men. Now, let's get back to this powerful interview between Paul and Danny Silk.
2: But uh, yeah, we actually live with my daughter, her husband, and my three grandchildren. So there's seven of us all quarantined.
0: (laughs) Well, that's, uh, see, now, see, that's, if we had known, if we had known, we would have quarantined with our grandkids.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: You know, of course, they all live within five or six miles of us, but, but they're different families. So, and our house isn't big enough to <laughs> include them. So, so, but if we had known, right? So finally, uh, you know, um, after, I, I guess, let's see, March 14th, after a month, I mean, four weeks, right? Barely seeing. We did drive-bys, my wife and I, drive-bys, see the grandkids. Finally, we did an uh, Easter party in our front driveway and i pulled these uh, umbrellas from the back you know the uh, patio umbrellas pulled them out to the front in our driveway in our little neighborhood we live in and kind of made a little camp coal you know sort of little area and i brought the cooler out there and the stuff and the and they all and everybody showed up cuz it was outside and the wind's blowing and all that sort of stuff you know and uh, but you you you're living the good life man quarantine with your grandkids Oh, and it's awesome both, <laughs> that's
2: both my sons are there in and out you know my my youngest son he's he actually left LA to come stay with us during this whole deal he's like I'm out of here
0: <laughs> yeah now there's some wisdom right there man you know LA County those guys shut everything down and it's been worse for them but that's a whole other deal and your oldest son is he is he living in L.A.? Is he in college? Is he in school? Or what is he doing there? Uh, my, my youngest son is living and working
2: in the, in the film industry. Uh, he, he just said, I'm going to go be with my my folks. And then oh, my, yeah. my oldest son, middle child, uh, just recently got out of the Army. And so he's living in uh, the, the area. And so he's, he's uh, you know,
0: around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. And And your youngest son's in the film industry. We'll talk about that a little bit in a minute. So, so here's the deal. I'm, I'm talking with Danny Silk, loving on purpose. You've been a family pastor, all these things, but you, you've hung around with Bill Johnson and Chris Valentin. So, let me ask you: Do you fish? I fish and hunt and uh, yeah, okay. I
2: race cars and yeah,
0: you race cars.
2: Yeah, I have two race cars.
0: What what are they? Are they dirt or are they?
2: I uh, just track. Just uh, I have a, a little three series BMW and a. 944
0: portion. Oh, so you're, you're on pavement. You're like Laguna Seca, stuff like that.
2: Uh, yeah, so Sonoma Speedway is just about an hour Sonoma. and a half from my house. And Thunder Hill is very, an hour and a half from my house.
0: Yeah. yeah, very familiar with it. That's great. And are those, uh, what types are those trials or what types of races are those?
2: Uh, well, it's actually a, a, a kind of a spoof racing, the, the poor man's way of getting into racing. It's called Lemons 24, which is a, a Le Mans. You know, it's a spoof right. on Le mans, Le mans. Oh. And uh, it's a two days. It's a two-day race. It's an endurance race. So you have a team. Yeah. Uh, we have a team of four or five guys at a time, and we just rotate through the seat, and it's so much fun. I, I say it's the most fun you can have with your clothes on.
0: well spoken like a true family pastor (laughs) okay so here's the deal what you said now you said something in this book and i know you've written a bunch of other stuff but i've got in front of me loving our kids on purpose okay and i recommend this book to any parent so here's what you promised to me as a parent is you promised me this is a value-added proposition it's right here in the first chapter and you said I'm gonna help you to no longer have any arguments with your teens. Is that what it says? With your kids. With your kids? Yeah, you can, you
2: can, get, you can get yourself out of an argument with a toddler.
0: <laughs> and then I love the technique. One of the techniques I read was being a cloud, becoming a cloud. Yeah. You know, just- so, it, it, so first of all, I think it's a great promise even though half the people listening right now are rolling their eyes yeah yeah <laughs> so but but the fact is you've made it work okay otherwise you wouldn't be able to hang around with banning or bill or any of those guys cuz they're truth guys
2: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: right and uh and, and Valeton would have already just kicked you out <laughs> okay well he would have known about it ahead of time cuz he's a prophetic truth guy so So the thing is, what does it mean to be a cloud? I I found this absolutely, absolutely fascinating.
2: Well, you know, probably the big deal with parents is that, you know, they they actually believe that it's their job to control their child. And, you know, that's a setup. It's just a setup. Whenever you enter a relationship and you think somehow it's your job to control another human. Because you don't, you know, on a good day, you can control yourself, you know. On a good day, <laughs> I mean it was a good day today, on man. Day. I told me what to do and I did it. You know, I mean that's that's your setup. And so we we don't teach our children we can control them, we teach our children we can control ourselves, and then wow. you have as an example controlling yourself so that you can teach your child to control themselves. Wow. And that's the the impartation. That's the gift that you give to your child is I taught you how to control yourself.
0: Wow. You know, you, you made a statement in here about relationship above the rules, page 35. And, and what I wrote down was something that we teach in Christian men's network is where there's more law, there's less love. and, and too often, as dads, we've just kind of heard it, or we uh, picked it up somewhere. You know, I'm going to take my kids. I'm going to lay down the law. And the Bible teaches us that law always kills the kills dreams. Yeah, right. Yeah, we
2: teach a lot about connection. You know, we call this heart to heart connection. I think that's the subtitle of that book. Is you know, we, get, we have to learn how to build that because I think it was James Dobson that used to say uh, that rules without relationship equals rebellion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that, that really does play out when you just lay down the law um, and you, you do your toddler or your teenager, you're, you're going to find out that you don't control people. That's, that's the day that you get, you get confronted with, I don't control other humans. And so I'd better have a connection with them so that I can lead them. And they will, they will behave to protect the connection because we've made this connection valuable mm. over the experience of our life together. Because when your kids leave, all you have is that connection. If you don't have a connection with your kids and they go out to be adults, you don't get much life with them. And it's their choice because they have no value for this connection because all we did was manage the disconnection and I survived you
0: wow and and you're right it is their choice at that point it flips doesn't it it just changes
2: well it always it's always the case it's always the truth that this relationship is really all we have but because we think that we can control people we actually think they have to have a relationship with us. They don't. Wow. That's what we realize after they leave.
0: Well, in fact, that could start at seven or eight years of age, couldn't it?
2: Oh, it's yeah. It, it's it can start pretty early.
0: Because they by then they know how to open the refrigerator and get their own stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, these days, I mean, it's it's kids are home a lot and they're unsupervised a lot, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's,
0: it's amazing. Where I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, what we find in the Dallas Independent School District, because we're involved with uh, Tony Rory and Honor Academy and a lot of things that we do there, uh, what, he, what we're saying, finding right now is 82% of the young men in junior highs in that huge school district. 82% of the young men in the junior highs have no father figure in their home. What we're also finding is close to 20, it's about 18 and a half, close to just under 20% of the children uh, that are elementary kids, elementary children, so that's up to what, 11 or 12 years old, are functionally homeless. In other words, they're mom mom went to prison, so they're living with their aunt, or they're living with the grandmother, or uh, somebody left. They couldn't make ends meet, whatever. And then somebody else moves over. So they move over to the couch. In other words, they don't have their own space. So what is, what does that pretend for the future? How do we shift this thing, Danny? I mean, you know, I, I can do this. I, I can work, I can get this book, work on my child, you know, in that sense, how do we shift the thing in a more ma- uh, macro way? Ah, oh, repentance. You know, I mean, it's going to be a, a
2: society's repentance. It's like mm. when you know, Hezekiah, or you know, it's 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 one of those where we have to have such a global shift in the way that we perceive family, marriage, God, love, covenant. I mean, that we have to repent because there's just no, you know, this narcissistic, pleasure-driven ship that we've been on for however long it's it's going to sink it's going to crash you know and 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 revival will come out of that it will but it's that's i mean we can harp about this all we want but if we don't have a a leadership repentance in our nation because leaders create culture the leaders of our of our society create the culture Mm. I, you know, you said earlier that you know we. Uh, somebody said we have the government that we deserve. Yeah. Well, that's the government is a reflection of what's going on with the people, especially yeah. when you elect them. So we we have a we have a repentance in store. I think. And that will turn our hearts back to the Lord. And then we can flourish as a people again. Because when yeah. the righteous rejoice, or when the righteous rule, rule the people, people
0: rejoice. Proverbs. You
2: know, that's, that's, uh, but we grown right now because we've had some pretty, uh, you know, we've had several decades now of absolute immorality. at at the helm you
0: talk because you talk a lot in your book uh, you talk about the connection of the heart what you're talking about and you talk a lot about is covenant yeah move to a place of covenant and so covenant loves and covenant continues to love covenant is first corinthians 13 but you also said that it was really fascinating to me reading your book was that you talk about children raising kids you even use the word kids um and then you, you said something because you shifted the, uh, the timber of it just a bit when you said, uh, if your kids misbehave, then you said the words something like this, that person, da, 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 talking about the kid. You didn't say the kid again. You said that person. You're talking about an eight- or nine-year-old, that person. In other words, you shifted the temperature, the focus, the, the texture of the relationship. To this is another person. I mean, you know, right? Kids are people
2: too. I mean, like that. Kids are people too.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's huge. My my youngest son. Uh, he uh, it's a longer story, and some people, some of our friends know the story of his wife passing away a year and a half ago. But they were married six weeks. But for two years, when he was her primary caregiver, she went through cancer, and they started dating. Uh, he, he parented her three little boys. And the youngest, the four-year-old, was acting up one day. And uh, Bryce, <laughs> Bryce is telling him, you have to stop this. And uh, his name's Elliot. And uh have to stop this. And Sarah turned to Bryce and goes, Bryce, you can't, you can't be that strong with him like you are with William, the oldest one. Because Elliot's only been on the earth for four years
2: <laughs> in the first two he didn't even know where he was
0: <laughs> yeah and it was the best phrase I. he's only been on the earth for four years <laughs> they kids are people too have you written that book yet because that's that's fantastic yeah i love this stuff you're doing danny silken thank you for being with us on brave men and uh, again, the, the website is uh, real simple. It's lovingonpurpose.com, lovingonpurpose.com. You and your wife, Sherry, committed your life to it. Your children are involved. Uh, your youngest son moved back from the film industry, moved home. So obviously have a relationship. So uh, you haven't only taught it, but you actually lived it. Uh, and then what you did was teach what you lived. And I love that because I think, Danny, too often we forget that you either minister from those areas in which you have been tested or you will be tested in those areas in which you minister. Yeah, yeah, both. Yeah, we got too many of us speaking of stuff we've never done, like a Bruce Springsteen song, who he never lived any of the stuff he wrote. But he made a great living. He said that himself. He said, I've made a great living writing songs about things of which I've never experienced. Yeah, but right. but, uh, but you've written about things you've experienced. And I want to thank God for you and your wife, Sherry. We pray every place you put your feet is holy ground. And everything thank you God. put your hands to it will prosper. And that God will keep you deep within the grip of his favor. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Danny. You're awesome, man. You.
1: you know, Paul, you being, you know, someone that has been a dad, And now a grandfather. I'm still a dad. Well, yeah, you know. You know what I mean. I'm a dad. (laughs) Yes, you are a dad, but you've also graduated on to being a grandfather, too. So you're, well, let's put it like this you're two generations of being a dad. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't realize that. So with that, that exactly. Ancient. No, I'm just playing. I like my job. (laughs) But with all that being said, how, what have you learned? What is a gold nugget that you can leave us with on the importance of loving your kid on purpose?
0: You know, I thought he he really hit it well in our conversation about uh, being engaged. You know, being present in the moment. We can get so busy with different things. You know, we live in this, really, this uh, high-tech, low-touch world. Wow. And for me, I think kids need low-tech and high-touch. Yes. Um I I love the way my children parent their kids and the way Bryce is a stepfather uh, parented his uh, boys is a limited screen time. Wow. You know, we call it, uh, you know, basically we call it, uh, you know, cocaine for the brain, really, if if people aren't careful about uh, the digital stuff. And so they limit that. And they they do a lot of, like, Lindsay, I'll see uh, pictures on Instagram of them taking walks. Picking up stuff. Like... Cameron uh, last year picked up a stick he goes dad look at this stick he goes to pick it up and his dad goes stop and it was a cotton mouth wow you know could have bitten them so mm-hmm. but so they have these adventures so you take walks you do stuff you go ride bikes you know Brandon they've got a little dirt bike they go ride the dirt bike do stuff like that and I think that those are the kinds of things that children need definitely that um, you know, I, I worked a lot. Um, we owned a business for many, many years as my children grew up. And and uh, I remember it, I think it was the uh, 40th anniversary for my wife and I. Brandon stood up and he said, you know, dad was gone, but we never felt anything but safe. We wow. always felt safe. That's how he put it. We always felt so, safe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We always felt secure. And we always felt dad was there, even though I wasn't, because I set my calendar based on Activities that my kids had. So I might have a business thing that we had to go do, but I would say, okay, I got to work around it because on my calendar already was somebody's, you know, uh, thing at school, you know, a game, whatever. And I missed a few games, but I didn't miss the important things. And so they always felt I was there.
1: But it reminds me of what your dad always says, you know, Mm -hmm. affection is not. Um, measured by distance mm-hmm. you know it's measured by by affection affection
0: yeah you know uh, and communication sex and money is a great book at yeah. Men that we have communication sex and money very important and we have uh, the what's the father book conversations with fathers
1: oh absolute answers yeah, yeah.
0: absolute answers about my dad and his dad and and uh, the spirit of prodigal prodigal spirit. Yeah,
1: and there's even a picture of you in there
0: is it real I'm reading that book right now dude come on yeah oh man we're gonna have to edit that one, <laughs> and because uh, it's when I was young, right? Yeah, yeah. Really young. Well, I put one in my book, Darren. Anyway, it almost so.
1: looks like the one you have in your office. Yeah, that picture. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's great. Thanks, Chris. Yes. So classic. Uh, and then we have uh, uh, father moments. We have the uh, number of books and materials yeah, people the go on. Our, yeah, father minutes. Yeah, father. Yeah. What's the name of that thing? It should be in front of us here on yeah, our table, be. but it's not. Yeah. If we'd have known, we were, daily devotional. If you had been producing the show in such a way that we knew ahead <laughs> what was going <laughs> to happen.
1: <laughs>
0: oh man. Anyway, hey, thanks for being with us today, and brave men. It really is an honor that you would take the time to be with us, and uh, and you've sent us some comments. If you want to get a hold of me, just write to me at paul at cmn.men. Paul. That's P-A-U-L. <laughs> I got it spelled the other day by a barista. Totally different. It was like P-O-O-L. I'm like, whoever had a name like that? <laughs> I mean, why would you even write that down? P O O L. Anyway, nonetheless. And, and there are some unusual names these days. Yes, there is. But uh, anyway, so Paul at cmn.man would love to hear from you. And uh, that, direct, that comes directly to me and Chris, right? And uh, Bruce. Yep. And then also, Bruce has, you know, on that Monday Night Men you talked about, Bruce has uh, special discounts for all uh, resources. churches, yeah, for all the resources. Churches, yep. If you've got a group or you're meeting with some guys, we've got a number of churches that watch Monday Night Men or they take the video off of YouTube, watch yes. it at a different time. Okay, because we're on Monday nights at, at 8 p.m. Central. Uh, they'll watch it at a different time and live and watch the video and then have a group meeting yes. and do a 90-minute thing. And the pastor doesn't have to come up with a new message. It's, it's, I mean, we spend, we probably spend 20 hours of research and work on each of those half hour messages along with the book that's already been written. Yes. So uh, it's an incredible resource and uh, people can grab a hold of that.
1: And even Wednesdays, we do go on Facebook and we do. Yeah, we do a follow up. Yep. Follow yep. Up yep, for yep. Review. That's always
0: fun. We have some great guys come on that. Yes. Hey, uh, Chris, thanks for being with me today, uh, co hosting this. And thank you for being a part today of uh, Brave Men. Make it a fantastic day. God bless. You've just experienced
2: Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Paul is president of the Christian Men's Network. Connect with Paul at cmn.men or write to him at paul at cmn.men.